Welcome to the Treasury Insights podcast series. I'm Hannah Bowden, Director, Treasury Product Manager at Bank of America, and you're listening to the Bank of America Treasury Insights podcast series. Joining me today, we have Matthew Davies, Head of EMEA Global Transaction Services and Co-Head of GTS Sales, alongside Vanessa Herbert, Director in EMEA for FX, and Bruce Newley, Director, Treasury Advisory. Today, we have a special edition of the podcast covering the constant shifts in our market across the globe. As inflation continues to rise globally, the UK having had its third prime minister in the last year, Europe grappling with soaring gas prices, all of which has left consumers, governments, corporations and investors adjusting to new considerations, which we will explore in today's podcast. So, diving right in, Matthew. Can you give us an overview of what you are seeing and hearing from clients across the immediate markets at the moment? Thanks, Hannah. As you very articulately put, this is a very challenging time. We're seeing a lot of change across a very short time period. We see companies really having to adapt to that, really thinking about how they try to absorb the impact of rising inflation. But that brings to focus how they manage pricing and payment terms themselves, especially in the light of the increase in cost of debt. This obviously leads to focus on working capital solutions, and those definitely remain front of mind. But seeing such a fast-paced shift in central bank interest rates, many clients are really conscious of how do they maximize yields on excess cash, but also get access to cash quickly in order to pay down group debt. We've seen a big uptick in conversations around cash pooling, both physical and notional, which in the past 24 months or so had been relatively quieter topics within corporate treasury. I think also this is linked with the increased importance of cash visibility across corporates and being able to forecast cash in an accurate manner becomes even more important. Visibility, centralization of cash initiatives, that really starts to have more discussion around in-house bank and in-house bank type structures. We're still seeing a bit of a legacy impact from COVID on supply chains, and that in turn has impacts on our clients' cash conversion cycles. We've seen this particularly in mid-cap manufacturing companies that are more dependent on China for certain aspects of supply, and they're having to more frequently use cash reserves to fund those timing gaps within their cash conversion cycles. That's due to the continued focus in China on net zero COVID. But we've also seen a real refocus on nice-to-have treasury projects that now we are part of or towards the end of the pandemic, certainly the endemic phase of the pandemic. We're really back to that focus on nice-to-have. So more engagement on deploying technology and AI to improve operational efficiencies. And we saw we did see a pause of that in the midst of the pandemic, and that's really coming to the fore again now. And then finally, a lot more focus from corporates on ESG. Clients are looking for ways to partner with banks to create an ESG angle across the transaction banking spectrum. Trade and supply chain finance really still lead the way in that ESG focus. Thank you, Matthew. And Vanessa, looking specifically at FX, what are some of the key topics you're currently discussing with corporate? The two key topics really to mention. The first is relating to dollar strength and EBITDA future-proofing. Mainly, how long should I be forecasting the dollar to remain strong? Our US-denominated clients are asking, should they book more forwards and or lengthen the tenors to cover themselves further out than making the most of this dollar strength? And of course, then we have our sterling and our euro-denominated clients asking, well, 
how long is it going to take to ride this storm until such time that sterling or euro may actually strengthen? A second key topic regularly talked about is interest rate differentials. Many are asking, look, do I keep your surpluses as balances now that I'm not being charged to hold them? Or should I convert to the US dollar and make the most of the higher interest rate? Thanks, Vanessa. And just adding there from an interest rate perspective, as everyone will know, we've seen unprecedented rate hikes from central banks globally. Central banks are using interest rates to help reduce demand with the aim of cooling inflation. We've seen several key trends heightened during the pandemic. However, the focus and the need remains relevant, but has shifted in the rising rate environment, such as the importance to corporate treasury and better visibility of cash positions, as Matthew mentioned earlier. This was really heightened during the pandemic to ensure corporates had sufficient liquidity to meet demands when they fell due. But the focus now has very much shifted towards the need to have visibility to effectively manage cash positions in the rising rate environment, whilst ensuring that liquidity and cash forecasting processes are as efficient as they can be. Bruce, moving over to you, in your role, engaging with hundreds of clients annually across the globe, how is increased volatility and the ever-changing business environment impacting clients in how they manage cash and treasury? Thanks, Hannah. One of the impacts I have observed has been the extension of the remit of treasury above and beyond the management of short-term cash. COVID resulted in treasury responding to an increased frequency of ad hoc or on-demand requests for cash positions and short-term forecasts from the board. This was mostly related to short-term liquidity and funding. Another aspect of this has been the extension of the duration of forecasts made by Treasury. And this has included cash up to a year and the reconciliation with FP&A budgeting processes. As we've seen the return on cash increase from historically low levels to where they are now, in what has been quite a significant and rapid environment. Combining these factors further increases the importance of optimizing cash across the end-to-end working capital cycle and increases the direct role of Treasury in releasing cash from financial and, at times, the physical supply chain. The pace of change and incidence of major market and politico-economic events has also demanded that the Treasury review their ability to identify and respond from a policy and operational perspective. This means increasing business resilience, operational capability and agility. So, how are we seeing leading Treasuries responding? There's been an increased recognition of the need for an integrated and resilient technology capability, and then augmenting this with the best available data and technology to process that data. This is all aimed at increasing predictive analytical capability, but also the ability to monitor processes at a more forensic level. And then adding to this, having the right people and the tools to take action to respond to the events more appropriately. The one-speed, one-way treasury is no longer fit for purpose. And maybe just one Final point, just to echo around what Matthew was referring to as far as centralized structures are concerned, we're seeing these centralized structures being the nexus for increasing or improving the operational capability of Treasury. So we initially saw in-house banks, payment factories being put in place. Now what we're starting to see is those centralized structures being leveraged to manage the world, which is a far more complex and changeable environment. Thank you, Bruce. 
And before we get into some of the ways that Bank of America is helping to support clients, from a macro perspective, Matthew, what are your thoughts on how we are positioned globally to manage risk and opportunities for clients? Thanks, Anna. Yeah, we're positioned well through the long-term strategy that we've had for responsible growth. Very careful client selection is really at the heart of how we expand. It really allows us to focus on product innovation whilst we operate in what is an ever-changing and fast-changing regulatory environment. So making sure we're staying within our risk framework ensures that our clients feel safe when choosing to use Bank of America as their partner of choice. We saw at the height of the pandemic a real flight to quality in terms of clients depositing funds with the bank. I think this is down to our global presence and a very carefully managed risk appetite and a fortress balance sheet. When you think of the breadth of our presence, we've had international presence for more than 90 years. And what that gives you is a real wealth of experience within teams over that time. They've seen a range of different economic cycles during that time. So through that, we can become, and we do become, trusted advisors for our clients with a real focus on on-time treasury, really how we empower treasurers to manage risk within their own organization through visibility of working capital management cycles. So there's a number of tools that can be deployed, such as intelligent receivables, cash forecasting, our suite of API capabilities, all with a view to reducing cycle times and releasing cash. So as well as carefully managing our risk appetite and giving the clients the tools they need to manage risk and identify opportunities, we also have a very strong focus, of course, on cybersecurity and minimizing fraud, leveraging a whole bunch of different tools, but to name one, Cash Pro Validator. This enables treasurers and accounts payable teams to validate company payments and collections as part of the Cash Pro Connect onboarding process. So this uses a very advanced payments rule engine and a lot of data validation built in as a utility function within Cash Pro Validator. So just a couple of examples there, Hannah. Great. Thanks for that, Matthew. Vanessa, what would our recommendations be for clients today on managing their FX requirements and how are we positioned to support clients in doing this well? Firstly, in terms of our outlook, we remain constructive towards the dollar over the coming months. And this is largely due to the Fed's commitment to do whatever it takes to rein in inflation. But data remains robust as the dollar continues to benefit from the geopolitical risk elsewhere in the global economy. We believe the euro dollar will trade down towards about 95% by the year end. Now, given this heightened volatility that we've seen in the markets really for the last six months, the preferred way of hedging is using a standard FX forward transaction. And as long as the interest rate differential, which is driving that forward price, is in their favour or not too costly, we see clients willing to lengthen the tenor of the forward hedges. Clients willing to benefit from participation in favourable FX moves, but whilst retaining that protection against the adverse moves, tend to prefer hedging with FX options. And in particular, we have a zero premium option strategy available. But for clients less keen on using derivatives, or they're just looking to reduce the amount of forwards that they have, we allow clients to fix their accounting rate with a monthly or quarterly guaranteed rate. Benefits such as process automation, operational efficiencies, reduces accounting noise and market risk reduction. But furthermore, for clients looking to take advantage of the dollar's higher interest rate, we can automate intercompany flows with what we call a cross-currency sweep. Typically, residual balances in lower interest earning currencies are swept up then into a USD account, 
And again, these sweeps can be converted at a prefix rate of the month with our guaranteed rate. Thanks, Vanessa. That's that's really interesting. And just to add around points on treasury efficiencies and the rising interest rate environment where corporates are looking to maximise yield. We've also seen clients interested in solutions that enable that visibility and centralisation of cash positions to help manage this process. For example, we're seeing a lot of clients interested in a notional pool global overlay solution, which can help to solve for this through consolidating cash positions across multiple banking partners using automated sweeps. Um, can help move the liquidity into one central treasury location, which means global liquidity is centralised and allows for that enhanced visibility that corporate treasurers are looking for. Additionally, in a topic that Matthew touched on just earlier, cash flow forecasting has been an important theme for treasurers. Levering technology can help treasurers to react in the rising rate environment and giving them better information on how they can segment their excess cash into what's needed for day-to-day operations, for medium-term needs, and then for longer-term strategic requirements. This allows treasurers to maximise yield whilst creating more efficient treasury processes. So, Matthew, we'll move on to your final thoughts. What do you see on the horizon over the next six months looking into 2023? I expect that the macroeconomic and geopolitical volatility that we've seen will continue to prevail over the course of the next six months as central banks continue to focus on curbing inflation. And Europe understands more during that time how its energy needs will unfold and be managed in the wake of the Russia-Ukraine crisis. And I think for our clients and treasurers should continue to be laser focused on working capital management and cash visibility. With centralization and bank and account rationalization being some of the ways that treasurers can help to reduce operating costs and provide that much needed visibility and access to cash. And to complement that, I expect we'll continue to see technology in treasury evolve to help treasury functions operate leaner and more efficient processes and procedures. And that will allow treasurers to refocus their efforts in a post pandemic era and all of the challenges and opportunities that are being presented in that. Excellent. Thank you, Matthew. So, in closing, the current market brings risks and opportunities for many companies. Much depends on the specific situation, but good, prudent treasury management is the best strategy to mitigate the impact of inflation. Stay close to your banking partner. It's our business to monitor markets and stay on top of what's going on. So thank you ever so much for listening to the Treasury Insights podcast series. I'm Hannah Bowden, and you've been listening to Matthew Davies, Vanessa Herbert, and Bruce Newley. And we look forward to welcoming you to another Treasury Insights podcast soon. Thank you. Bank of America and B of A Securities are the marketing names used by the Global Banking and Global Markets Divisions of Bank of America Corporation. Lending, other commercial banking activities, and trading in certain financial instruments are performed globally by banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, including Bank of America, N.A., member FDIC. Trading in securities and financial instruments and strategic advisory and other investment banking activities are performed globally by investment banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation investment banking affiliates, including in the United States, B of A Securities, Inc., and Merrill Lynch Professional Clearing Corp., both of which are registered broker-dealers and members of SIPC and in other jurisdictions by locally registered entities. B of A Securities, Inc., and Merrill Lynch Professional Clearing Corp. are registered as futures commission merchants with the CFTC 
and are members of the NFA. Investment products offered by investment banking affiliates are not FDIC insured, are not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Copyright 2022 Bank of America Corporation. All rights reserved. All trademarks, service marks, and trade names referenced in this material are the property of and licensed by their respective owners.